This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, you know I haven't been I haven't been around very many fans at a Chiefs game uh, who, when they score, stand with their arms crossed. It's hard to celebrate with your mouth closed. Um, it's hard to celebrate without using your voice. It's hard to celebrate sometimes without raising your hands, and that that's what worship is. Worship is a celebration of who of who God is in you, for you, with you. Worship is a celebration. So, the, you know, the singing part may be uncomfortable and, and you may think, you know, I, I can connect to God in other ways. And that's that's great. Um, and and that's, that's probably true. But you don't sing because you like it. You sing because God likes it. Welcome back to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast resource of Journey Church International. My name's Brandon, and I believe today's episode has tremendous potential to help you and your spiritual walk with God. This Sunday, we are wrapping up our series in the life of Hezekiah. And for the past several weeks, we have learned so much about Hezekiah and how he desperately desired to walk with God and lead an entire nation to do the same. So Pastor Christian, on Sunday, you unpacked spiritual actions in the life of Hezekiah that supported his walk with God. Your your challenge to us was was to honestly evaluate our current walk with God and our willingness to grow in our faith. So one of the most uncomfortable things for me to do is evaluate myself, and I'm sure many people who are listening today would say the same thing. Would you take a moment to discuss the importance of taking a personal spiritual assessment of ourselves from time to time to see how well we are walking with God? Well, so Paul told the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians thirteen five that you have to examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. And he said, I trust that you are, unless you're not. So it's, it's a biblical concept. It's a, it's a, it's a New Testament church concept from time to time to examine yourselves. He told the church at Ephesus, walk circumspectly, walk looking around, making sure you're not wasting time because the days are evil. He said, as we reviewed in, in our, in our text on Sunday in 2 Timothy 2, uh, 20 and 21 in a large house, there are items of gold and silver, of wood and clay. You, you got to figure out the thing in your life that needs to go and get rid of it. I mean, there is this constant reflection, examination, um, self-awareness part of Christianity that is super, super important. For me, it comes really easy. I don't know if that's my athletic background, but, you know, when I play football in high school and in college, you could not learn without evaluation and coaching. I mean, you just couldn't. In high school, it was a little bit. In college, it was it was a lot. I mean, every throw of every drill, of every play, of practice, we watched over and over and over and over again. Because only by constant evaluation, constant coaching, could could we get to the point where you know where where we were good enough to perform. So for me, boy, I, I mean, I wish I had a daily spiritual checklist. I was so grateful for the spiritual health assessment that we took uh, as a church. I got an opportunity to discuss that with my small group coaches, kind of cohort the group that I meet with quarterly, and just to hear what they had learned about themselves, to to hear what I had learned about myself, to go through it with my wife. Today I had lunch um, with a man in, in our church, and we walked through our spiritual health assessments together. He talked to me about what he and his wife are learning, what they're learning in their group. I mean, you have to every now and then step back and see where you need to grow and how you need to grow in that area, and you, and you have to lean into it. It's the only way you're really, really going to get stronger. So Paul admonished us to do it. We are through this really good checklist, uh, not things you have to do, not legalism, mm-hmm. right? Not things you have right. to do, 
But I'll be honest, Brandon, I got to the end and I looked at those 10 lessons from Hezekiah. Uh, the people in my life I know that, that really have a, a close walk with God, all of them, all of them do eight to nine to 10 of those things. I don't know anyone who walks closely with God who doesn't do almost that entire list. So Hezekiah shows us a life of actions, not, not of legalism, not of things you have to do. But if, if you find someone walking with God closely, they're going to be doing those things because that is, that is how to develop a life where you, where you walk with God. And this series has been so easy for us to say, this is what Hezekiah did. Are we doing it? And then the thing I love about this weekend's message, don't just rate your walk, but rate your willingness. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're not doing very good there. Are you, are you willing to do better? Are you willing to do more? So it was, it was a heart check as much as it was kind of a heat check of our personal spiritual, you know, fire right now. Mm. Well, let's talk about one of those specific items on the checklist for just a moment, and in the area is worship. Uh, we learn from Hezekiah that uh, he had a personal and public practice of worship through singing. Historically, public singing has always been a practice of individuals who follow God. You know, as I grew up in the church, this has really never been a struggle for me. We We did that at a very young age, but um, I have to say many people might be listening today that didn't grow up in the church and they find that singing in public to be extremely awkward and confusing. So will you explain for just a moment how singing and worship is so important in our spiritual walk? Yes. Yeah, so as I, as I think about that question, Brandon, um, it may not be important to people initially. It is important to God. We read that in creation, as God was creating, the angels were singing in celebration. Jesus said on Palm Sunday as he rode down the hill into Jerusalem and the people, the Pharisees and the spiritual leaders said, tell the people to, you know, they were, they were praising Jesus, but they were singing the Psalms, tell them to be quiet. And Jesus said, if they're quiet, the rocks will cry out. Uh, scripture talks about creation. Um, as it blooms and as it buds and as it comes back to life, singing the praises of God. There's, there's something built into creation that, that when healthy, when working, when functioning, when fruitful, returns praise upward to God from, from the angels he created to nature he created to people who have truly to people who have truly been rescued. I thought Pastor Scott and, and Pastor Ryan did such a good job last Sunday during the welcome moment, talking about the excitement of the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Um, I, you know, I haven't been, I haven't been around very many fans at a Chiefs game uh, who, when they score Super Bowl, stand with their arms crossed. It's hard to celebrate with your mouth closed. Um, it's hard to celebrate without using your voice. It's hard to celebrate sometimes without raising your hands. And that, that's what worship is. Worship is a celebration of who, of who God is in you, for you, with you. Worship is a celebration. So that, you know, the singing part may be uncomfortable and, and you may think, you know, I, I can connect to God in other ways. And that's, that's great. Um, and, and that's, that's probably true, but you don't sing because you like it. You sing because God likes it. And we talked about it Christmas, you know, you do crazy things when you're, when you're in love with someone, you try to do what pleases them. And we worship because it pleases God. We don't worship because we like it. We worship because he, um, 
he has created us to connect to him in that way. The psalm says he inhabits the praises of his people. Um, the, the word inhabits there is a picture of recline. It's literally a picture of crowd surfing. Uh, it is the picture of somebody who reclines um, on, a, on a bed of people. Scripture says that God inhabits, God reclines upon, God crowd surfs upon the praises of his people. So if you can imagine an auditorium seeing God with their hands lifted high, and if we could glimpse behind the spiritual realm, the spirit of God passing over yeah. those hands as he crowd surfs their auditorium, that, that's what, that's what worship is. Do you have to sing? No. Were you created to? Yes. Does it please God? Yes. Will you connect probably more if you can get there on time? If you can learn the words, if you can apply the words, if you can get your hands out of your pockets, um, yeah, I think you will. I, I mean, our, our, my experience says that you will. I'd encourage you to try if you haven't already. Mm. I just started reading a book, Pastor Christian, by Dallas Willard. I don't know if you've read it. You probably have. It's called The Spirit of Disciplines, and it's, and it just the first couple chapters have been really profound. He, he details six activities that Christians must practice in order to experience closeness with God. Um, there's solitude, silence, fasting, prayer, and service. But it's the sixth one that surprised me when I read it. And then again, you mentioned it on Sunday, and you've mentioned it in the podcast as well. And it's this idea of celebration. What are some things in your life that you've learned to celebrate? And, and, and really a second part, what do those celebrations look like for you? So I try to, you know, I'm, I'm not Jewish, but my faith is Judeo-Christian. My, my Christian faith is most under, understood through the, through the context of understanding uh, Judaism. So I, I try to, uh, very diligently, not in, not in a legalistic manner, um, not really even to, to please God. I don't believe these are demanded anymore, but I believe God built these rhythms so that, so that, Really, we, we could find a pleasing rhythm of life in our right. life. Jesus said the Sabbath was created for man, not man for the Sabbath. Uh, so I try, I try to keep a lot of the rhythms of life where, where God asked and intended the people to celebrate the valuable things in life. Uh, the weekly Sabbath that we talked about in scripture, um, you know, annual getaways, what we would call vacations mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Uh, the Jewish people were required to keep three week-long feasts. They lasted Saturday to Saturday, so they were literally eight-day feasts. The, the Feast of Passover, which today they they call Pesach in Israel. Um, the Feast of Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks, which they call Shavuot, um, coming from Sheva's seven weeks from Passover, uh, is Pentecost. And then the Feast of Booths, or the Feast of Tabernacles, which is called Sukkot. Uh, and then Yom Kippur, uh, which is the Day of Atonement. You say, what, what are all those things celebrating? Passover is celebrating connection to God, spiritual salvation. Those are still things that we should celebrate. Uh, Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks is celebrating the provision that God gives us. It is, the, it is the feast that would be had at the end of the spring harvest saying, once again, God has provided everything we've needed. That is a feast of celebration. Um, the Feast of Tabernacles is celebrating the fact that this world is not our home, mm-hmm. that this world is a temporary residence. The people were supposed to go live in tents, booths, uh, for a week to remind them nothing here is permanent. All of the good things in life are eternal and will happen one day in eternity. So we celebrate that. In Yom Kippur, we celebrate forgiveness, a covering of our sins. And in the Sabbath, we're told every seventh day we should stop 
and we should reflect on and be satisfied in the life that God has given us the previous six days. So I think God still intends for us to celebrate the end of every week. I think God intends for us to celebrate the spiritual connection that we have with God. I think God intends for us to celebrate all the good things that he's given us. James says every good and perfect gift is from above. I think God intends for us to celebrate the fact that this world is not our home. You say, how is it hard to look at brokenness in a world and celebrate? Well, you, you celebrate thinking, man, I'm glad I'm going home um, one day. You know, Christians can sometimes look at this world like like a prison sentence, but one day we get to go home, like our parole is coming up, and one day we get to go. We don't have to stay here forever, thank the Lord. Um, and, and then we celebrate Yom Kippur because God covers our sins. I mean, the, those are just some spiritual things that we celebrate. But in our message, we talked about how God wants us to celebrate friends. He wants us to celebrate family. He wants us to celebrate spiritual community. He wants us to celebrate spiritual blessings. Those are all things in the rhythms of life that God has given us to celebrate and that Christians should celebrate. God, family, friends, spiritual community, and all that God has given us in the rhythm of life to enjoy Hmm. life. Well, Pastor Christian, I want to talk about spiritual action number six and number seven together, if we can. We can we can learn from Hezekiah that he endured spiritual warfare in the face of spiritual movement, and Hezekiah put effort and hard work into his faith legacies. So one of the things I've recognized not only in my own life, Pastor Christian, but observed in the lives of others is that we often want to follow the path of least resistance, and that includes spiritually speaking. You know, individuals may be listening to this podcast right now and have made commitments to walk with God closer in 2020, but they've not found it easy. They may have faced spiritual warfare in in their lives. So how would you encourage them today in light of Hezekiah's personal journey? Well, I would say anyone moving spiritually is battling spiritually. I mean, it's it's, forward movement is, is always marked by spiritual battle, always. I would also say this. Uh, without warfare, there would have been no legacy for Hezekiah. Hmm. Hezekiah's legacies came out of response to the warfare. Had there not been an enemy bearing down, there would not have needed to be an extra wall built around Jerusalem. Warfare created an opportunity for legacy. Had there not been a siege around Jerusalem, there would have been no need to bring water into the city that was outside of the city. Warfare provided an opportunity for a legacy moment. And if we will look at all the warfare that's coming on us as opportunity um, rather than obstruction, if we would look at warfare as, as just putting more plates on the bar when we're lifting to make us stronger uh, rather than something that's trying to you know, bury us spiritually. Uh, we will press, and what resu- what will result from pressing through warfare will end up being our spiritual legacy. So I look at the life of Hezekiah, and I say, without warfare, there is no legacy. Um, and because of legacy, we're reminded battle through warfare. Because where we ended with Hezekiah is Hezekiah walked with God. It took great effort, but all the great effort resulted in greater power. And he told the people, there's greater power with us when we lean into God. Uh, so we, we have a certain amount of power before we move. As we move and movement comes against us, we have even a greater power. So I would say warfare, it, it doesn't obstruct 
legacy. Warfare gives us an opportunity to shape legacy as we move through it and we realize who God is uh, in our life and the power that God offers in our faith as we move forward spiritually. Mm-hmm. Well, Pastor Christian, last question for today. At the end of your message, you provide Hezekiah's checklist. It's it's 10 ways to walk with God in 2020. Again, if you have not listened to the message, you need to go back and listen to it because this is this is really good. Um, looking back on the series, I've been deeply challenged most mostly by last week's message on establishing the influences in my life of individuals who have walked with God before me, walked with God beside uh, beside me and walk with the, those who go beyond me. So, Pastor Chris, I'm just curious, as you've looked back on the series, where have you been inspired the most as as you've walked through the life of Hezekiah over the past few weeks? So there, I mean, there's no question about it. For for me, there's two. Um, one, uh, really three, um, moving past the criticism hmm. of doing what God has called you to do. Uh, you realize... There's very rarely forward movement in your life without criticism, but like Hezekiah, you gotta, you gotta keep moving through it. Like Penny Rank, who we met through her baptism story, you gotta have courage. There, at some point, there's a moment of courage where you just say, nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep moving forward. So I think that's one, being willing to move through criticism as I, as I pursue God. Uh, number two was being able to, to face the tension of spiritual warfare in your spiritual movement that might create spiritual legacy. That was a big one. But last week for me, it was, it was slowing down my life enough to be a friend who will tear their clothes. Uh, you know, as a pastor of a church, you have a lot of, you have a lot of people who will tear their clothes with you. Just the, you know, the office of the pastor and what you pour into people there. A lot of times they're just ready to respond when you need them. And when you have a church like, I, like ours that, you know, on a, on a monthly basis will have between 2,500 and 3,000 people in regular attendance, uh, over the course of a month, you would you would like to be able to say, hey, I'm gonna boy, I'm gonna tear my clothes for everyone. But the reality is the more the more people you try to engage with, the less people you engage with deeply. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like God really spoke to my heart and said, you know, Christian, um you know, I I know you want to love everyone. I know you want to touch everyone. I know you want to minister to everyone. I know you like I you know, I'm like a puppy sometimes. I just want to be everyone's mm-hmm. friend. Um but God said if if you're gonna go deep you got to go deep with a few. If you if you want to be a friend like Hezekiah, who is willing to tear your clothes, um, you're, you're going to have to probably draw a circle, and you're going to have to live life a little differently, and and shape your calendar a little differently. And you're, you're going to have to you have to go deep with a few if you want to have those types of relationships. And that was a good it was a good reminder. Uh, it was a really good reminder for both Danielle and myself, um, you know, to discuss hey who. Who do we have in our life that's willing to tear their clothes for us? And who do we have in our life that knows we will tear our clothes for them uh, when they need us? And how do we, um, how, how do we make sure and be good friends uh, in the midst of, you know, leading a growing church? How, how do we make sure and be good friends to people who need us? I, I think that that will be one of the lasting, hopefully, impacts of this series in our life. Pastor Christian, it's been a great series, and uh, I know I've learned a lot from Hezekiah, and I know we all could probably say the same. So again, thank you for your direction over the past month in this series, and we want to thank you for listening to the podcast today. We pray that it's been helpful to you as you walk with God in closer ways and lead others to do the same. And listen, if you ever have any questions or just need some encouragement, please don't hesitate to send us an email at activate at takethejourney.cc. We'd love to help you in any way we can. 
We look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.